0: Hi uh, hey there, folks. Welcome back to the show. It's the Uticast episode two hundred and fifty-six. Uh, bit more of a regular episode this week. We're going to break down some of the biggest news this week. In regards to coronavirus uh, updates, information about job reopenings, uh, plus some really interesting articles about uh, the economics uh, of what's going on and what we can do to sort of help ourselves. Also this week, we're going to be talking about reality TV shows, about uh, how much money it takes to be a bad person. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk to Justin about the content we produced for Facebook this week to sort of get you guys some stuff for the coronavirus All that, folks, and so much more uh, as we count down. Four episodes left to our five-year anniversary. Just a reminder, folks, that we are happy, as always, to have you here. Now more than ever. This is the Uticast, folks. We're happy to have you. fifty six. We are officially four episodes away from our five year anniversary, although I've not again still haven't really thought of anything fun to do for it. Five years though. Mm -hmm. Really gone by pretty quick. We're four weeks away. I miss Heather. I usually send Heather a message on Mondays to tell her I'm I'm sad that she's Mm -hmm. not here, but uh I forgot to today. But Heather, if you're listening to this, we miss you. We wish you were here to join us. Uh, Justin will be back later on to talk about his digital content that he created on uh, on Facebook, which you folks I'm hoping have checked out already. You checked out all the work he did on that video package. Oh, I've seen a lot of his stuff. Pretty, it's pretty good. It's very much in the line of Justin's stuff. He likes that '90s style, like computer mm-hmm. artwork and like that kind of thing. I thought he did a good work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're back this week. Uh, it's been sort of an odd week trying to come up with content. I got to be honest. I feel like I had. Oh, yeah? I, don't know, I feel like I had too much content, mm. so I tried to cut it down to minim- to minimize it. Now I'm all over the place. Sounds like you got caught up. I, it's it's kind of hard to tell now in the coronavirus world we live in what's an important piece of news and what's not. Do you know what I mean like some mm. of these stories I put in because I thought they were funny? I thought people would like them. Some of them, I feel, are kind of important.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's all over the place this week. Yeah, no, I mean, that makes sense. That's better. I mean, we're not, you know, NBC Nightly News here or anything. No, you're right. You're right. A uh, couple things I wanted to get
0: out of the way first, though, as is tradition here on the pod, to get out some nonsense first. Um, Kevin, I don't know if i talked to you about this yet since last week. I got scolded for some things I said last week. Oh, yeah? By who? By my mom. What'd she scold you for? Uh, My mom was not pleased with the way that she was characterized when I was talking about uh, her taking that job at McDonald's in the summer. When we were talking about fast food restaurants. Oh, wow. what was her problem? She says my information was incorrect. That she did not do it for the reason that I had claimed she did it. Uh, uh, and she also said that she does not like me talking about her on here. So, Mom, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. So are
1: really like top ten moments with your mom. We'll be the whole podcast. Does she want to be the guest? I thought about that, Well, I'm actually. going the other way. I'm going the other way. I'm talking about nothing but your mom in the show.
0: <laughs> so I've told her that from now on, even though I said to her in the text message, was like, you know, the point I was trying to get across was how amazing it was that you would sacrifice for your family in this time of need. It's, but a, she didn't- it's,
1: it's a different generation, though. You know how these baby boomers are. They're all, like, really weird about stuff like that and, like, weird yeah. about, like, telling the truth and being open about things and, like, just being open and honest about, I, like, thoughts, feelings, and things that actually happened. I think I have it's to... like the um, hidden shame generation. I don't get it, but I see it yeah. all across. No, I
0: think you're totally right, and I have to remember sometimes that most people are not willing to just share intimate stories about themselves casually on the internet every week. Cools. Like, <laughs> cools. No, I know. I'm with you. <laughs> cools. We got to hide it. Uh, but, yeah, so I got a little scolded by, uh, by my mom. Mm. But, again... She's one of our favorite people in the world. Shout out to GFOP. She's great. The She's best, great. Angela. She's great. I have to go up there this weekend, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I have to socially distantly help her put her garden stuff in. So I have to mm. stand like six feet away from Mike and pour bags of soil. Oh, that'll be oh. easy. Yeah, it yeah, will yeah. be fine. Um, I'm, I'm look, actually kind of looking forward to getting outside. It's been so nice this week. Like, the weather's been so warm the last week, the last couple days. I'm really looking forward to maybe getting some sun. A little suntan. I'm getting pasty white. Yeah, you
1: gotta get out there. What are you doing? Get out there. The paste. I feel so pasty. Who's stopping you? Get outside. I'm stopping me. I'm stopping uh, me. <laughs> I'm not stopping me no more. That's what I say. Uh, a couple sad things. Uh, well, one sad thing
0: to talk about this week. Uh, actor Fred Willard passed away yeah. this week. I like Fred Willard. Nice. No, sure, me too. I, I mean... He's an older man. He's, he's an old guy. But sad stuff. Sure. I like Fred Willard. Go watch Best in Show. It's a good movie. Mm. Um... I want to talk to you about something we've been watching this week. Well, two things we've been watching this week. Okay. Uh, The first one, you and I finished the second season of the HBO show Succession. We did? Uh, And I really enjoyed it. I really had a lot of fun watching. I loved the first season. I was really looking forward to this anyway. And now I'm really looking forward to the third season, whenever that comes out. Mm -hmm. But it got me thinking about money, right? These people on this show, folks don't know, are incredibly rich and wealthy folks. Like, the top, top percent of wealthy folks. Is it possible? I keep thinking like putting myself in the scenario of these folks, because they're all terrible people. If you have a certain amount of money, like just as much money as you want, it seems like it's is it impossible to be like a good person? Is it just too easy to get like sucked up in the the power and privilege that having like unlimited amounts of money yeah. gives you? Yeah. Like I, I consider myself yeah, a good 100%. dude. Yeah, I consider myself a good dude, but if you gave me like a ton of money I feel like I've become somewhat worse of a guy, for sure. Just by that just by the natural for course sure. of it, for sure. Yeah, because I, I, I keep watching that show and thinking, like, well, no not one-
1: just it's not just because you're not talking about getting rich. You're not talking about getting a hundred million dollars. Like that's right. This is, you right. know, what I mean, like that show is centered around, you know, the the family portrayed in that show. The guy who's the the patriarch of the family is supposed to be one of the most wealthy people in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's not just like, oh, I got a hundred million bucks. I'm the king of the king of the tallest hill in new hartford you know what i mean like oh i franchised a bunch of mcdonald's young and now i'm that dude like that's not that's different it really gave me a laugh in that
0: one of the episodes It's not a spoiler but there's a sequence in one of the show where the guy one of the guys in the show says like if nothing else i'll get five million dollars in this uh in this settlement and the rest of the cast are making fun of him they're like five million dollars like the poorest rich guy in the world i was like oh you guys are wildly rich. Because, like, I could make five million work for me for the rest of my life. That's fine. Mm. I'm totally fine. Mm. I guess, too, it's, it depends if you're born with money, right? I never really had money. I think if someone... You better dr- be
1: careful so you don't get a text. You were well sheltered. I was well. We were very... And cared for. <laughs> and you never went wanting. And you never. always had food in your stomach. No, it's true. Roof over your head and toys to play Those with. are always true. All these that things are true. being said, never had money. Never had tons of money. Right, right. Right. So, I do, I do
0: think it's sort of like it's the question of, like, are you used to it or do you get it? Like, it's the thing that happens with athletes all the time. Maybe you come from a poor background and then you have all of this money, like, more money than you've ever seen dumped on you all at once. Sure. And it changes your lifestyle. But these folks in the show are presented as having money forever.
1: Like, always yeah. having. And that's, well, that's a good... real money. That's not money. pro athlete
0: money. Yeah. Pro
1: athletes yeah. don't have real money when it comes to, uh, like, the actual stratifications right. of wealth in our society. You no, know that's what I mean? True. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoy the show. Um,
0: I, again, it really does make me think that man, money, just you, I couldn't be a good person. I, mm. Somehow, some way, I would end up being a worse person than I am right now. Mm. Whatever reason it was. So, uh, all right. Uh, the other show we were watching this week is we're watching a lot of the cooking reality show, MasterChef. Bunch of MasterChef. Um, and it got me thinking a lot about reality television. Now, this is a question that I needed your help with, because I did some lookup stuff, and I was eventually, later on, going to talk about my favorite reality TV shows and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is MasterChef a reality TV show? Yeah, why? Or is it a game show?
1: Because, right. like, I think about... It's not a game show. We went through, we, at length, we discussed yeah. what game shows are on this podcast. But what about... Re- Categorically not a game show. Right, right, right. Okay. But what's different between, like, a
0: real-world show and, like, is it just the, the, the topic it's of the show? It's a competition show. show. Real World doesn't have a competition. Doesn't have a competition in Real World? No. I guess they have the challenge. That's a different thing. That's a whole different that's thing. That's a whole different That's a thing.
1: competition show.
0: Okay. So,
1: a, so the difference is it's a competition show, not a reality show, necessarily. No, no. It's a reality show. It's 100% a reality show. But it's a competition flavor of the reality show. Both Real World and MasterChef are reality shows. They're just different kind of reality okay, shows. Okay, so I see here. So what we're getting yeah, at yeah. is, like,
0: all of these shows are reality shows, but not every reality show is a competition reality indeed, show. Indeed, indeed. Okay, that's indeed, interesting. yeah. All right. Uh, I was thinking about MasterChef, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any sort of, like, competition show like this that you feel like you'd be okay in? Because I thought I was a good cook, and then the more and more I watch MasterChef, I realize that I have no idea what I'd be able to do. Like I'd oh, never yeah. be able to come up with some of the stuff.
1: I don't really know enough about the shows that are out there. I guess mm-hmm. I don't really. I know that I know there's the knife one, um, <laughs> knife for death. <laughs> that. We're not the whole forge for and fire and all that crap. Um, <laughs> I've certainly had that pressed in, and I've seen like you know I know Master Chef, but I feel like there's shows that maybe I don't know about that I might be good at, mm. but no, probably not. Is there like a musicians reality show? Like we no. We... What would you do? I mean the
0: voice. I, no, like, I know. I that's like a singing contest, though. I mean, like a, a straight-on musicians. Nothing to be done. Nobody
1: would want it. Right. Nobody would care for. There's no it. way to frame it in any real. Ex... Well, what are you, you're gonna put it on television. Who's gonna watch well, it? Well, that's nobody what, wants yeah. to watch people not sing. You know no, what I mean? Like, true. hey, I've been playing this guitar part. Hey, you played it also. Yeah, and is there any way to like? Uh-huh.
0: Well, it's. When I was a kid, there was like Name That Tune, which is a music game show. But that's like sure. that's not even like a skills challenge. Yeah. Yeah, there's really no way to quantify what makes you a better musician one or the other. So I guess that sort of stops you. Even food, Like when I was watching MasterChef, I was thinking to myself, you know, this is all based on, like, three people's opinion, right? Like, food is a three very qualified people's opinion, but, like, food is an opinion-based science, right? It's hard to pick a justified, this one is absolutely better than the other. Well,
1: I mean, feel. it's not, you know, just like music, it's obviously not 100% opinion-based. Mm-hmm. Like, subjectively, there's still skills and techniques and, and things, you know what I mean, that exist mm-hmm. that are, like, accepted metrics by which to, you know, measure up to on various techniques mm-hmm. and things that you can do, whether you're a musician or a cook. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Those are uh, three of my things we've been talking about a lot this week. Um, so,
0: yeah, Master Chef Succession, and, of course... Uh, getting scolded by Angela my three top things uh, that to happen. Again,
1: here. who is your mother who does not want to be mentioned on the show. Your mother, Angela. Who we only say nice things about now. Yes, yes. Who I
0: always, always only say nice things about. So I don't know if she's really listening. That,
1: you, honestly, that's true. <laughs> I've never that's watched said a negative thing about that's her. it has been a long time. <laughs> it's been a long time, we'll say. Uh, Alright, so let's get into uh,
0: some other stuff here. Some more... We won't talk too much about, like, the opening of Phase 1. Good. Uh, was Good. We, t- we talked about it on the, on the digital Yeah, ad nauseum. Yeah. every all the time. Um, but again, we are entered Phase 1 of the reopening. I did see today that Sylvan Beach is not reopening for Memorial Day. Not that I'm mm-hmm. totally surprised by it. Uh, Kev, you'd said to me that with your line of work and stuff, like, sure. you don't expect to, to do
1: any shows the rest of the summer. You're sort of no, thinking. 100% not. Unless we... Vaguely, maybe some stuff later, late, late in the summer, some Mm. event-based stuff, and maybe some weddings, because those are private events, but like, yeah, no, probably not. Uh, I heard a really interesting thing
0: on The Daily this week, Mm. and it was essentially the idea that schools are not going to open up in September. Yeah, probably not. And I'm really concerned Who thinks they're going to? People who want them to. Okay. Parents, I suppose, right? Who are like, I need to get back to work and send my kid to school so I can go back to work. I mean, those kind of people who are... Under the pretense that we're going to get like a headline in the in the mail tomorrow, mm-hmm. on the newspaper tomorrow that says like we're good, everyone go back to yeah, your normal yeah, lives, yeah, and that's just not how it's going to happen. Sure, but I am really concerned since you know the graduation episode last week when I was talking about how I'm at the end. And, I, and it does seem though now in a week revolved that everything has been accepted and I have graduated and I have my masters. Now I'm really concerned that I have this degree and I don't know what the future of like hiring looks like for my mm-hmm. profession. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I know people are retiring but like man who knows what even the start of next year is going to look like and I'm really concerned not just for myself and my fellow teachers but for the kids Mm -hmm. I I, I really I have to call in on Wednesday uh, for my Young Scholars kids because it's their graduation digital Zoom ceremony Mm -hmm. and I'm really happy I'm really honored that they reached out and asked me to to be involved in it because you know I've been gone for a while and some of these Mm -hmm. kids don't you know whatever it doesn't matter but like even this it feels like a booby prize like i feel bad that these kids aren't gonna get to walk across the stage right and for a lot of these kids like this is a huge deal to graduate high school mm-hmm. especially g- coming from the family lives they've come from and sure yeah and it just really it's a downer that's like a really the thing that's been sort of weighing on me a lot with these especially with my, a lot of my kids obviously because i'm biased but Yeah, I really, I'm really. I think a lot of parents assume that though that in September we're sending our kids back to school, Mm. and I'm the more and more we get through the
1: this time, the closer we get to summer, and I'm getting a feeling that's not the case at all. If we 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 may very well send the kids in September, but if we send the kids in September, I feel like they're not going back after Christmas break, Mm. at the like the latest. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just I, I think you're going to see like a first half of the year is going to end up being a lot like what we're doing now. It's first gonna half first half's going to
1: either that or the first half ends up being the whole year. Hmm. If people rush back in September by the time November December rolls oh, okay. the around they're going to be like we got to stop this again. Hmm. And be done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: it's it's such a—it feels like everywhere I look right now, especially these last few weeks, has been mixed messaging everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're reopening stuff all over the place. Sports are back. Bundesliga is back. All these, you know, things are back. And everything I'm reading is like, this is all a mistake. <laughs> we are in a lot of trouble. Uh, if you want a good uh, piece of long-form writing, like we did last week, I was talking about an article from last week that I was really enjoying— uh, there's a great article in the Atlantic uh, today. It is called "We Can Prevent a Great Depression." It will take ten trillion dollars, and it's sort of a breakdown of the amount of money that's being spent to help people out during this uh, this time, and all the you know the the money that's being sent out to people and and the packages, but. Essentially, helping to explain why ten billion dollars is or ten trillion dollars is not as scary of a number as we are mm-hmm. make it out to be in our
1: heads. Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, and if you're a person who is concerned about like what's going on in terms of like the, the economic situation, I actually felt a little bit smarter reading this article afterwards about what it means to give this sort of funding to people and to help them out. Uh, I mean, I'm concerned that I have i I've been very gun shy over the last 30 years to ever apply for unemployment. I've never done it, never mm-hmm. applied for unemployment, never, even in times when I probably could have, I've been concerned to, for whatever reason. Sure. Boy, now I think I have to. I really, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do. Can you? I don't know. I mean, I don't have a job, and I can't apply for a job, so right. I don't, I don't know what else I can oh, Well, yeah,
1: you, maybe you'll be able to sneak in if they're being more open and loose for yeah. people, because like, you didn't get, like, laid off from a job. I have no job. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's just like not working. Because unemployment, a lot of times, they push yeah. for people who, when you're laid off a job or fired from a job or something like that, and then hold it through. A
0: I mean, I don't know how... So I, see, my situation's so weird. I don't know how it works for me. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't necessarily laid off. I was forced to leave because of education reasons. And then that was over. And now we're done. So I don't know where that leads. I feel like a nomad. I really do. It feels... It's probably the thing that's been the most Stressful. This whole time that we've been doing this for two months is I really feel uh, like a bit of a free agent. I feel ambiguous. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know when I'm going to know what I'm doing. I'm applying for jobs that essentially I don't want. Do you mean for the sake of like, I just, I got to hope that I'll have a job somewhere if something comes back up, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't know what's going on. I'm really concerned. And I'm also concerned for all the other people like me who are in this. Like, we just got this master's degree. I don't know what to do with it. True, yeah. I don't know what to do, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, if you're looking for that article to make you feel a little better about the economic situations in the world out there, it's the Atlantic from today. We can prevent a Great Depression, it will take us $10 trillion. Uh, a couple other things today I thought were interesting. Uh, the Vox has a really big article on Joe Biden today, mm. uh, talking about how Joe Biden is more out of touch than most Democrats in terms of marijuana legalization and how that may be a concern for him uh, going forward in this election cycle.
1: Huh? <laughs> I don't see how it ever could be. And let's see, on what fucking planet this made-up bullshit from Vox? Let, let's see what Vox has got to stand on.
0: No, no, I just mean, like, um, I don't mean that that's going to hold him back from winning the thing. It just seems like uh, he's one of the few Democrats out there who seemed unwilling to, like, lean into the marijuana legalization thing. And I don't know if that's time and place thing. He's an older guy. It just feels like, I was talking to him about this last week, especially now in this world where we're concerned about these economies and all this money, like, how we're going to make money going forward seems weird that more states aren't, like, leaning into the legalization aspect. Yeah. And I think a guy like, older guy like Biden is a, maybe a reason why sometimes, right? Because, well,
1: People... I mean, because anybody in the corporate ring of the Democratic Party is getting too much money from pharmaceutical companies to allow legal marijuana to be popped into place until they can build the infrastructure where in which they can uh, get the profits from it. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. to be beat to market. Yeah. Uh.
0: Donors. Um, also this week, uh, Uber was another company that laid off about 3,000 employees this week because of, um, because of coronavirus stuff. Uh, however, I saw one story that I wanted to share with you that I thought was pretty strange. I've heard a lot of people talking about this. Have you seen that a lot of drive-in movie theaters are coming back in mean, COVID-19? hmm Makes sense. I guess it does. Is there still theaters that you can go back to? I do not know you could find a drive-in. If you go to Rome, I guess I'll now. On field.
1: So, and you need the pop-up. I think, that I'm pretty sure I want to Rome closed in, like, 2001.
0: Well, that shows you how long it's been since yeah, I've yeah, been it's been a minute.
1: But they've got them, because I know they've got one up near, like, um, I want to say, like, Paseco Lake or Branningham Lake or something. I'm yeah. they got a couple of them. We're up. in
0: Auburn they're talking about here, yeah. All you need is
1: a field. Well, Justin's been
0: sort of pitching around that idea. I don't know what falls into, like, the allowances to make mm-hmm. that happen. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. um, I'd like to see it. I think, I like drive. I like the idea of a drive-in movie theater. Yeah. I think it depends on what kind of car you have. Big time. <laughs>
1: cars, don't to... cars don't have big bench seats like they used to. No,
0: and uh, I feel like my car is not really meant for sitting Oh, in... nobody's car no. is. No. Nobody's no. car
1: is. You're sitting there, you can't, like, if you're watching the movie, right, you bring somebody, like, you're out with, you know, your, like, your girlfriend, you're sniffing another, whatever, you can't even, like, reach over and lean on them because you're in your little, like, racing bucket seat that everybody's car is <laughs> yeah. got. Uh, I have a
0: uh, a quick something I saw on Facebook I wanted to talk about. Uh, this is from GFOP, uh, Erica Zalatan, mm-hmm. who, by the way, if you haven't uh, pre-ordered her album or got her album, which just came out earlier this week, I know it's got mm-hmm. kind of caught up with all the stuff that's happening. Go check it out and support Erica's album. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. The music she makes is cool. But she had a comment on uh, Facebook today uh, that just said, remember how Juicytopics.com was? Question mark Because she was talking about how it's no longer a thing. Uh, Topics was a website that I used to go to just to get angry. Mm. i just go there and read it and get my blood boiled uh and i have it's been a long time since i thought about topics Mm. but is there any place you go today like any websites you go to today or anything you visit just to get your
1: blood boiling no it's no not i i avoid it (laughs) that's why i don't go on facebook because that's what i get when i go on facebook no i avoid it because it's become too unavoidable it used to be like funny and innocent and ironic and like look how mad everybody is but like now those people have kind of pushed over into the mainstream, and like it's not so like funny and ironic and mm-hmm. lol. Look at the idiots in the zoo anymore. Yeah, I can't really find that much levity in it the same way that perhaps I might have once been able to. There were certain things on on Reddit that I would go to all the time, like sure. your public
0: freakouts, your premature celebration websites, like like so. So you get sort of funny videos, and even that now I get angry, like at the reactions of people. Like I watched one It was like on under like public freakouts. Well, that's
1: specifically like uh, that's their whole thing.
0: Yeah. And I was just like, man, this just makes me angry about the world we live in. Uh, it is true, though. I think there was a time when I would be more willing to go to a
1: site like Topics and just specifically search out like stuff. When shit wasn't a walking horror show 24-7.
0: No, I, Well, yeah. I no. really, though. Like, no, I know mean, what you
1: mean. Do we really need to like seek out the ugliest parts of humanity on the internet anymore? You don't really need to go look for ne- it. We never needed to. People are fascinated. People are morbidly curious about the worst things. I don't mean needed to like that. I oh. mean needed to like in order to see that. Do you have to go looking for it anymore? No. Oh, no, oh I see done. what you mean.
0: No, yeah. I guess you're right. It's much more openly just out there. We elected it.
1: <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I
0: know we did. Uh, speaking of people who are elected who I care not for, uh, we'll close off this first section this with this week with uh, a person I'm done with. Mm. Uh, I'm done with this guy. And this week... It is U.S. Senator Ben Sasse. Mm -hmm. Ben Sasse this week. uh, He had an attempt at humor uh, during a speech at Nebraska's high school's online commencement, uh, which included jokes about students' fitness and psychologists and blaming China for the coronavirus outbreak. Mind you, this is during an online high school commencement. Uh, Some of the things he said during his speech, 95% of all gainfully employed psychologists... Uh, and I'm serious, there are dozens of them that are gainfully employed. Their job is really just to help people forget high school. If you're heading to college, do not, do not major in psychology. That part's not a joke. What the fuck are you talking about, Ben Sass? Like, mm-hmm. I, what a dickhead thing to do. Like, d- Ben Sass already a douchebag in the first place, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because I've spent the last week really, like, thinking about all these, you know, watching graduation commencements for my kids and having to do this one on Wednesday sure. and knowing what it means for a lot of these people to, like, come in here and Treat these people like it's a joke and not give a shit and just be an asshole. I'm done with this guy. Yeah. Fuck Ben Sass and his dumb face and his unshaven loose red tie and his dumb shirt. He's mm-hmm. the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you happen to see this story at all, but he... Uh,
1: only the... only a bit of that, but I'm pretty familiar with Ben Sasse and his general antics. Um, I enjoy it another 48 years when he's running for president. We'll <sighs> see. Uh, all right, that's really all I have for the first segment. I have...
0: Um... Yeah, I guess that's all we'll do for right now. Uh, Justin's going to come on in a minute. We're going to talk a little bit about the video content that we did for Facebook and a bunch of other stuff that I have lined up for him, and then we'll be back to the show in just a episodes are named for the guest on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what, we a month straight. (laughs) Yo, for the last few weeks, I've had to come up with, like, stock titles. Stock, yeah. Right? It was, like, graduation day. So, this week's title is, I have tentatively, digital content machines. I don't even know what that means. There you go, Just something so I can distinguish... Digital content, yeah. Yeah, what this week is as opposed to last week. Uh, Justin, he's back. Uh, I want to talk to you about haircuts for a second. I didn't have this initially on the list. Yes. uh, But you've come in here... With the shorn mustache look. Yes. And your hair's getting pretty long. And I is. gotta ask you what your plan is. Um, <laughs> What's your Cody? plan going forward? <laughs> this, I
2: don't really You don't care, care about your hair yeah? Anyway. You no, don't, I, you I never
0: don't. Um,
2: But Cody next door, Dakota, she opened up her own salon in South Utica by mm. Maria's. Mm-hmm. And she opened it up three weeks before this oh, all happened. So she is the last person to give me a haircut and it was prior, like that was last yeah. summer when at her old place that I mm-hmm. got it anyways. Um, so I think the ideal out of uh, solidarity would be to go to that place sure, when she's open to let my neighbor cut my hair because she's been trying to yeah, yeah, launch yeah. her business and got caught in the pandemic type of deal. So like if I can go there, which is close to my house, and give my neighbor some money to cut my hair yeah, yeah. out of solidarity, I'll do that. But yeah, if it wasn't for her, I would just let it grow. That's fair. I keep going in this... You have to donate your hair to your barber friends now. Everybody is now... They've given their hair to make money for their barber friends. So, um, like, um, but
0: Paulie, go there. Give him all your hair. He deserves you it. You know. So, I have gone through a bit of an odd situation. My hair is long for me. My Starting hair is not... John
2: Cena coming back. I look a little <laughs> bit like John Cena. Like, later era John Cena.
0: I'm trying to think of, like... I don't even know what it is. And the problem is that because of the way my hair... This is terrible content for podcasts. This is the way my hair works. You gotta see it. Gotta see it. Yeah, you gotta see it. Uh, it's so long on the one side that this right left side of my head is usually like, you know, this is just the side where my part goes the other direction. Yeah. And now I'm getting like... It's strands. Little strands. i that
2: because my part. Yeah.
0: Our parts are the same size. Yeah. But mine's starting to do that where I'm
2: getting like a weird waft in just one corner that's starting to flip over on so it. So, no. I
0: have a an electric trimmer yeah. that's got the little... You know, uh, attachment. So it's all a particular length. Yep. So theoretically, I could just do my whole head that one length. Yeah. But I, but it's not a good call. I've had, I've made this mistake before in the past because <laughs> my hair, it just doesn't work. It doesn't. So what I've done over the last two weeks, essentially, every now and then I'll get in there and I'll try and clean it up a up little bit side. just <laughs> to keep some of it. But now I just have weird chunks where I have more you hair. Do. You remember than the whole bowl hair. cut.
2: Remember with the idea a bowl cut is called a bowl My cut God. because you put the bowl on someone's head and you I just cut around it. I, I can keep, do that for you. I'll bowl cut you right I now.
0: He <laughs> trying to do shit that I see barbers do because I think oh well they do it. Well you got to think reverse. Right? So you're here's watching me. It in a mirror. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I figured that out too. So so the key for me is, like, I'll get like I'll go get a comb, right, and be like, oh, I'll just yeah. do the comb thing, and, and then I'll shave across the back of the comb. And then I look at how much hair comes off, I was like, oof, jeez, mm-hmm. I'm a little
2: gun-shy here, today. There's good video content of people trying to give themselves haircuts. Oh, I'm sure it's I would. It's just disaster, I swear. It's just, like, someone takes a chunk off and their faces are and like, also, what did I just do to myself?
0: Today was the first day that I did do this thing where I sat in the bathroom for at least two minutes and looked in the mirror. And tried to like pull my hair back yeah. to see how long I'm talking here. I'm like, yeah. oh no, I still got. I mean, a long I, th- t- I don't think my hair is gonna grow that long. I really don't. I, well, I think
2: you're also close to not needing to worry about it. I think you're probably a week or two away. Like, I mean, I think oh, to the point quote, where it, it yeah, no it's longer the next looks phase. Well, where you can just get a haircut. I think you'll be able to be physically allowed to get. A haircut oh, haircut okay. I thought I thought like you 10 meant- days.
0: I thought you meant sooner than later. My hair is going to get to the point where it's no longer in oh, between just to... short and long. Yeah, like it's just yeah. long enough, for now, now yeah, I have long you might hair. Like it. Yeah, yeah. Not, no, I, I think don't that think that you'll I'm be
2: physically a... able to choose to get a haircut within two weeks. Probably two would weeks. I feel like that's yeah. a little phase two,
0: right? Is that phase two? Yeah. We talk about this.
2: Yeah. I think so. So if if everything goes according to plan, you should be getting a haircut by June first. I would think.
0: Well, I hope so. It'd be nice. Uh... Speaking of which, you, uh, we talked a bit about the phase one and phase two reopenings on your, uh, digital content that you produced this Yeah, week. the internet show. The internet show, <laughs> which I realized as Kevin and I were doing the content, we never found out the, the name, name for yeah, it. The name, yeah, I Something didn't have out. a name for it on well, Friday that makes when sense. I was originally intending to release the Saturday, so. Uh, so. how, uh, first off, I really enjoyed the content, I thought you did a nice work on all the graphics package. What kind of response have you gotten from, from oh, folks Oh, nothing.
2: On... Nothing at all. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody cares. Really? Yeah, um. Yeah, that you know, they don't care. Um <laughs> no, I don't I don't know uh, it's it's four four interviews and then your guys stuff and a couple of like dumb video things. So it's like seven videos all together. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the scheme of it, your guys video did really well, Rain Man's did really well, but that's like social engagement. Rain sure. Man shared, putting Utica stuff up for us on the Made in Utica yeah. page will always have, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Um, getting United Way, you know, everybody. it's the podcast thing. It's shareability. I think So to, when the people are on, who are on it, share it, it'll get more engagement. Just Facebook. going to an audience and expecting our audience to watch seven videos in a row, I knew was a little ridiculous. Yeah. However, if I made a 30-minute episode like I originally intended, nobody would watch it. I still it. don't
0: think that Facebook is, I know that Facebook is the most accessible. It's a
2: nightmare social, posting a yeah. series. Yeah, I was yeah, here yeah, telling yeah. you about it. It's not easy to yeah. put uh, multiple videos on well, Facebook at one time like YouTube. I never understood that. It was well, like, why? This is
0: this so complicated? For all the complaints we had about YouTube last week when you were on here, yeah, you look at the Facebook platform, and I know the series thing is pretty new. Yep. It does seem like they're playing oh, catch-up a little bit in is, terms is, of their... The
2: bulk editing of multiple videos to Facebook. And I could see why they wouldn't want you to do it easy. Because yeah. Some oh, of these sure. companies could probably just load God only knows what type of content and just
0: flood the, yeah. you know, but... I mean, this. I, I feel like the answer to this question is no. Do we need a new... Social media platform. It's not Facebook. Like, is it, is, yeah. do we need like a clean I mean, social media to funny. start over? It's funny because what I'm doing
2: with the Made in Utica site now is I've been converting it over the last week or two. Well, almost a month. I'm kind yeah. of going slow on it, but that's the idea: is to turn that into not a social network, but almost a space mm. that you could check in, but almost make it business related. So the long term plan for Made in Utica is if we don't have Handshake City. It's to create a platform where vendors will be able to submit their own products, sell it through mm-hmm. Made in Utica a la Amazon. have been talking about that, this for yeah. a
0: while, actually. Well, yeah.
2: within that thing is that businesses will be able to create their own accounts, social yeah. accounts or whatever. They can post their own status updates, things like that. So I think that if I can get that going in an effective manner, I think you could at least find a business sense of like yeah. products and what businesses are up to that kind of dilutes out of that social media thing. And then eventually I would open it up to like people... <laughs> who are contributors and or commenters to start being able to create accounts and stuff like that, too. But, yeah, I think yeah. you've got to create, like, your own internal social network, if that makes it sense. Like an intranet going <coughs> old school again. It would be, like, that inter... Not inter, but intra, in-house, you know well, what I
0: mean? It feels so weird to say that the answer to all these issues with social media platforms is a new social media platform. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't feel like the right well, answer. This is actually a true story. Um, I got a metal
2: sliver stuck in my finger. Yeah, you always do. Yeah, well, it's been in there for weeks. I thought I got it out, and now it's resurfacing, and it hurts. But I thought I, you got it last time you were here. It yeah. It yesterday? It's been, no, it's still, like, <laughs> it's I still gosh. got Yeah, it's been weeks <laughs> of this going on, but I went on Reddit, like, life hacks to get, like, metal slivers out, mm-hmm. and the first yeah, sure. answer was, don't get one. That's like social media, right? It's like, what social media do you use? Well, just don't use it, right? Just don't. (laughs) So I was like, man, if all the answers are just don't get one, that means there's not a lot of good answers out there for Mm. how to do it, right? It's like the best solution is (laughs) to never get one, because otherwise it stays in there until it comes out, so... (laughs) Um,
0: well, I actually I enjoyed the video content and I think that as we get a couple days farther on from it, I think we'll see some more response to it. I was genuinely surprised. Zero promotion for it. I
2: just kinda of put it out anyway. I, was I didn't say, tell anybody yeah, that yeah. we
0: were doing it. I didn't I haven't shared it yet, so I haven't even it. Yeah, been, I'll do it tonight when we start putting the
2: stuff out. But. It was more to kick out some content for Kids' Day. It's some not for profits, some podcasts radio types right people who have shows and content that still need to promote like united way sure there's no saranac thursday Mm -hmm. but they're still doing a million things you know what i mean like uh community foundation sure they're helping with covid but they're still doing a million things so like the buck doesn't start and stop on covid 19 in in utica Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like this not-for-profits like the wine has to do one in the world like life is going on for them after this right do they know what it's going to look like or how long it's going to take no but you need to be in. Like, some of these places are going to have to open okay. their doors again, and they need a little bit of support, especially people like the zoo and things like that, who are. I mean, Mark was saying. Eighty thousand dollars of wine in the wilderness is the revenue yep. that they generate off that event. And you go virtual, and you're talking about feeding animals and staffing people and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? So there's a lot more tied to this besides my like, business is being shut down. You know? Well, I know so,
0: you don't like. Uh, I know you don't love John Oliver stuff, but yeah. uh, he had a really good piece about sports in general today. He's a citizen now, so I'll listen to him. Well, I know. But
2: that was my whole sure. gripe. It's like you don't even live here. Like you're not even a technical citizen. Um, you want to critique what we do here? Now he's a citizen. He's allowed to say whatever. He wants. Remind
0: me when we're done. I need to show you the video, though, because there's something at the end that only you and me and Kevin are really going to appreciate. I need to show it to you. Uh, regardless, <laughs> uh, the point was, uh, he did a really good thing talking about bringing back sports. He's yep. a big soccer fan. And over the weekend, the Bundesliga came yep. back in Germany. thank God. You know? Thank God. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second, too. But he was really getting to a point, like, the idea behind a lot of this stuff sounds good. Like, these bubble cities yep. where you can, uh, you know, we could have the entire team play there. But they did run the numbers on this for, like, the NBA, I think. The amount of people you'd actually need to do this yep. is like ten thousand plus, because it's not just the athletes; it's all the people who work the hotels, all people yep. who work in the cities, all the yep. people who like the production crews, all the NBA staff, like everybody. It's Every a, single thing. A wild yeah. amount of people. Yeah, you got to feed people. You got to do all that. And stuff. not even the feeding stuff. You have to give all of those people tests. Every single. All morning. the people to yeah. be tested. Yep. Multiple times. So even though there are leagues like in Germany where they're coming back right even Are i've they read a
2: little loosey-goosey in germany versus no the what, what i <laughs> no what i've read
0: actually is that germany did a great job really like on this whole thing everybody's
2: looking at yeah. bundesliga right now for reopening that's
0: like the well, hot thing the is thing, that everybody
2: was looking at them to see what happened
0: since this weekend at least two teams have had covid related incidents Two, of the te- two players on one team have come right. down with it, and then another From coach. From
2: soccer and being
0: around soccer since players? The, since they were tested this weekend. So, so it has is to that a question field, about hotel. did they have it beforehand and only got tested now? Right. Who knows? So I think that even now with the Bundesliga and the best case scenario for a league that has reopened and is playing in front of no fans, you're still going to see... Incidents, right? It's just just the reality. Whether it be during the game or
2: not. Well, and that's the thing too. I guess is that you're going to see this anywhere. If you go, you know, a person that you might know down the street, type of deal that could get it. I think the cases of it are going to continue to pop up
0: for the rest of time. As more tests make their way into the general public, well, the even, numbers will even inevitably 10 go. years from
2: now, yeah. I think you still might hear about someone catching COVID. Like, I think it'll yeah. just be something that's kind of like, a mm-hmm. nemo- you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a yearly thing, whether we catch up to it or get it immune or whatever, but I don't
0: think this is going I mean, away, right? I don't, like, mean to, I don't mean to step too much on stuff me we talked <laughs> about earlier in the show, but, um, you know, I think that it's, I think about this all the time as a guy who's a history major. Mm I have a a master's in history now, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Uh, It's really hard, really, really hard to quantify the importance of individual events as they're going on. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, even now, in the midst of what is a historic time for us, we've never really experienced anything like this. It's hard to look at it right now as it's happening and think about how... Bizarre, it really is. Yeah. Like we, once we get down the road and things get back to normal, and we, you know, look back on this someday and be like, "Wow, what a." We're going to talk about this for the rest of our lives. Yeah, oh We're, yeah. When this, whether oh, yeah. this ends... <coughs> Good, bad, impartial. Yeah, yeah it's going to be... This will be the thing... This is like our the next 9-11 thing for us. That will be, oh yeah, remember when we lived through 9-11? Mm-hmm. Remember, the, remember the pandemic? Like These are going to be things yeah. that we'll talk about for the yeah. rest of our lives.
2: Well, I mean, and even with the Bundesliga thing, if you polled every one of those players that played that mm-hmm. game, would they say they'll play even if they get caught with something? What? I guarantee you 100% of the surveys coming back said, I would gladly play, I don't care if I catch something too. Right? Like, I wonder how much of these athletes depends, are like... Because you know I they're think. in the top level care if they come down with anything anyways if they're being tested in like putting these bubble places whoever got caught with symptoms is being there's five-star treatment right um, off the bat there there seems to be kind
0: of back and forth depending on who you talk to i've seen athletes like mike trout who plays for the the angels did bundesliga
2: give an option or do people have
0: to play that'd be interesting i mean you can't make them play well that's that's what mike trout was saying in the interview i heard him talk about today he essentially said like look i have my wife is pregnant right if we go back to play baseball and I go home to the first, you know, to see my yeah. my child get born, which I'm going to do. Yeah. Does that mean that when I come back, I have to yeah. sit out for two weeks, three weeks, before, weeks, before I leave? Yeah, two and that I mean, mean after. Yeah. And is baseball going to make that decision for me? Because I'm not going to, I'm going right. to go see the birth in of a my month, kid. And right?
2: month, I'm a month's worth of time for a short baseball season could be 25% of the season. That the Angels exactly. don't have their best player. Exactly. Is it worth it for the Angels to try to compete for some sort of arbitrary change that's it going it to worth just, nothing?
0: Is it also worth it for the Angels to just let him do what he wants? Because that's the, well, yeah. Like, yeah. You well, I, mean, I mean, like,
2: the real kicker is that he's the highest paid baseball player as well, and he's standing to make yeah. 33% of his record setting contract, and it may not be worth it for him in that standpoint. But you're also, I, I understand he does have a kid, but a lot of these guys, it's money related. They're not necessarily going to say it, but they're not going to work for a third of their pay to risk catching the disease. And no one wants to have the, like, besides that guy yeah, from I Tampa think. who's basically like, if I catch something working for a third of my rate, it's not going to be worth it. And he's absolutely right. It just makes you sound like a dick. That speaks
0: to a larger point, is that all athletes are not created equal. Right, right. Mike yeah, Trout you, has forty million to sit Trout on the bank. He can sit yeah. on the whole season if and not care. If you play for Union Berlin, who is right. one of the teams we watched this weekend, you and need that. You, you, you need that money, right? right. You, you being are, on the
2: eleventh place team in the top level leagues better than being in the third division.
0: Yes, yeah. And, you, yeah. and for some of those dudes, that's you know All their that's advantage. their lifeline. That's yeah. how their family gets paid. Yeah. So I think, and again, the key we're really getting back to here, I think, is this is a really nuanced issue. There's mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts with this sports stuff, and even the John Oliver piece I watched earlier. He's like, look, I love sports. I, it's not like I'm sitting here trying to be like, this is terrible. Like, I want sports to come back. I yeah. think that sports have the ability to like bring people together. Yeah. But we can't. We can't just rush into this because we all want to see basketball again. Like we. Yeah. It's got <clears> to <throat> be done the right way. See, I think I have more confidence
2: in Germany pulling off England pulling off a soccer game than I am America wheeling out like basketball or football. College football, I think it's more economic, like because uh, well, I, I don't know much about Germany, granted, what? and I don't know much about England, but the lifeline of that sport in their countries is probably way different. The college, I'd like game. the football for us,
0: you hit on something We're, else. F- I've been football reading about.
2: is happening regardless, just because of revenue, yes. because of money. There's zero college concern football. for health.
0: College sports interest is a really interesting one because yep. a lot of the college sports. Uh, like the, the money they make is reliant funds on Funds all the other sports yeah. programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be no sports anywhere for all year long for well, some of these schools. So. You know, I didn't talk about it earlier in the podcast. I'm actually kind of glad, glad you brought this up. There's a big discussion right now with a lot of educators. And there's an article in New York Magazine uh, this week about it called, Is College Worth It in the Time of Coronavirus? What are you paying for if you go to college right now if you can't go experience right. college right. the way that college can't is supposed to campus. be. Right. Yeah, you can't college is stuff. about that experience. You go to the campus, you're on your own, like yep. you want to pay sixty thousand dollars to go no, to Georgetown but do it not. over the Just on the Internet. On the internet? Like I don't think that's gonna be a thing that people are no. gonna want it American to University rising up you know, Phoenix. And that's Rise of the Phoenix. <laughs> so what I said to Kevin earlier, like there is a real chance that even for regular schools, even in public schools coming up this September we're not going back to school in September
2: yep. the way that people think Maybe we community are. colleges will get a little bit of yeah. a boost. Take your two years online, something close to home, yeah. where if you really need to talk to a person, mm-hmm. you can semi be distant from, right? Yeah. Like, you could go to MV and talk to someone down the hall if you had to, right? Yeah. If you had to scream. But, yeah. like, if you're, uh, you know, so maybe you go to a local college for two years until this all passes and then transfer into a four-year. We're going to see a lot of changes. MV could use looks. a good push, I think, just in general, with a two-year uh, uh, increment any, just on attendance, because I think they just, not that they struggle. Don't you think, know, I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying no, I think that it would benefit I a think school right. to have a lot of people um, go to a two-year just because of the online aspect. They MVCC would make a killing. Was in, middle,
0: was in the middle of sort of a transitionary period anyway. Right. I can't speak directly to how much Utica College, lowering their tuition a few years ago, impacted MVCC's yeah. uh, Probably. in terms of Probably. Uh, attendance rate. Yeah. I'm sure it did. Yeah. I, I, I'd i be foolish to think it did. <laughs> yeah. But also... They both advertise tuition rates, so... But NBCC was doing something, at least when I was temping there, I mean, this is a couple years ago now, yeah. but, or more than a couple of years ago now, they were really leaning into the idea of HVAC and, course, yep. like, yep. shorter... They're less, trying to put these satellite yeah. stations up, too, so,
2: like, the HVAC yeah. would have been by the uh, now, some, incubator and things yeah. like that, so you actually would have been going to remote locations, not yeah. directly on Something like that is a way that I thought they could really... Yep do something good especially for themselves. in these times yeah. mm-hmm. start learning how to do things like plumbing or heating and cooling you know those type of things are going to be the things people are still going to let you in their houses for they're going to uh... need their toilets fixed they're
0: going to need their cooling running
2: Especially during the
0: summertime, <laughs> I'd really like to get you out of here before 50 minutes since we've done this yeah. the last two weeks and we're already into the first 10 minutes of Monday Night Raw. Not that there I'm you sure go. you're oh, your heartbreak. I you're... cannot wait for the extra one contest. Hey, let's. <laughs> hey,
2: let me ask you again.
0: I don't mean to get too caught up with the wrestling thing too, but um, I just I'm curious about your opinion because I've seen a lot of people talk about this. You know, yeah. I said to you on Saturday when we watched the Bundesliga game. Yeah, I was like, this game. Is going to accidentally be the highest the rated, highest rated yeah. game in Bundesliga history, and lo and behold, I was right. Yep. It is the highest rated Bundesliga game on Fox Sports on Fox Sports Channel of all time. Yep, to- totally by accident. People don't care about this. Besides, yeah. they're just, they're well, I was just told you, hap- Kevin Garnett was tweeting, "Who's my team?" They start picking the team yeah, now because <laughs> people are so happy to have sports, and yet somehow, in this world of where professional wrestling has been putting out new content for two months, yeah. their numbers can't go up. And I think that there's something to be said about what translates over. People don't care about the fans at soccer games. It's a nice bonus. yeah. But I didn't lose anything. We watched a little golf.
2: We don't need a fan there for that.
0: There's something... It's because wrestling is not a real... Yeah. I don't want to... No, I know It is a saying. scripted sport, right? It it's, is.
2: The third character in the show... Is, is the audience. It's the good guy, the bad guy, and the audience. And yeah. the audience sometimes elevates above the good guy and the bad guy. They're more important to the story than the actual good guy and bad guy. If they're not reacting to what they're doing, there's no point of them
0: doing anything. It's not the same in soccer without fans. But it's interesting. Yeah. Because there's new nuances. Now you can hear the big moments don't build up in soccer. So like, when we're watching some of these goals,
2: we're just like, come out of nowhere. Huh. Yeah. Hey, look at that. They scored in 51 seconds because you don't have that crowd being like, oh, 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 oh. Right? That's like you that's start the feeling the build when things are coming up. That's <laughs> and all.
0: I've been seeing a lot of places, both sports events and restaurants, which I have seen as the things we're talking about now, is trying to find a way to make this less awkward. Restaurants, I've read, are thinking about putting mannequins. In the scene, yes. in certain seats to make things less au- which sounds to me like it'd be way more awkward. Wildly like awkward movie. if I walked into a restaurant
2: that's just mannequins if hanging around up the movie Idiocracy and just rebooted <laughs> it in twenty twenty and the opening scene is people eating at a restaurant with mannequins so they can feel <laughs> like they have company. I mean, that's
0: kicked the movie off right there. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, but like I don't think and uh, we talked about it during the soccer game, like I guess you could theoretically plug crowd noise in. But that would also be jarring. I feel like to Big have crowd noise with no crowd. With no crowd. That's a very wrestling trope, though. Well, right. Like if you back in the day in WCW, the Goldberg crowd would be screaming. Yeah. And there's like ten people in the crowd. Yeah, you're like how yeah. many so people are yelling it, Goldberg? Pipe yeah. it all in. But um,
2: yeah, I think from a content translation too is that this was a company who was struggling with viewership and good content before the pandemic. Yeah. And all the pandemic did was heighten how unprepared yeah. they are to produce quality content, mm-hmm. even when there is an audience. Like their numbers are down. But you're talking like two hundred thousand over a couple million, which means they're already down for a many years. Like WWE's number now to what it was even two years ago is almost in half. As a company that makes a lot of excuses about why ratings go
0: down, and a lot of those excuses are like, "Oh, we're going up against the NFL," or a yeah, lot. But then or they tout
2: their social and YouTube presence and all yeah. that thing that they adapt to these changing numbers. They have the number one. Mm. They won a YouTube Goldie Award or whatever. We were watching the other day. The top content provider or whatever.
0: Is that when sports do come back in earnest? Yep. This will be a huge boon for the ratings of all these sports. Yes. Baseball. I think they all know that. You don't think MLB knows that right now? All all the crap that they
2: got going on, if they could be the Korean Baseball League right
0: now, they would love it. I kind of wonder if there will be any bounce back for the WWE and AEW and wrestling. Uh, I I don't know. I think it might get worse. I think
2: you're in the mode where they were going to get 2 million viewers no matter what. That's the max audience per week that's going to watch wrestling. The highest rating that you'll get is 2 2 million viewers. Um... They're all in like the, what, 1.6 to, and then you do the other ones that are 900,000 or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you're never going to get more than two, yeah. you just don't want to be less than one. If you're WWE, yeah. then you're in some real trouble. Yeah. But if you're Poland, number two or 2 million people a week is still the number one show on television. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have the I mean, worst rating they've ever had game, and still be number one for the night. So,
0: who's really losing? Yeah. Okay, right? so you might know better than me what this means. The soccer game we watched on Saturday morning, the Dortmund yep. versus Schalke game, got a .33 rating. .33 in the United States on Fox
2: Sports. Yeah, in Fox which Sports. Which is t- 330,000 people about. Probably 300,000 So, that's just in the U.S. In the U.S. 300,000 people watched man. German League Soccer. Uh, 9.30 in the morning on a Saturday, yeah. Yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. That would be about a sixth of WWE's total audience.
0: Uh, speaking of things we watched this week uh, I have I'll ask you I've been sort of asking you sort of off and on any sort of coronavirus content any quarantine conference uh, you've been watching we've been watching at the house what's going on quarantine content we're gonna talk about what we've been watching over here in a minute um, <laughs> oh I, I think I know where you're going with that um,
2: what have I been watching I watched the trial by media thing on Netflix just because it like popped up I only watched like a couple of episodes because I don't care about all the things but it had that bloggo there remember yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he was one of the episodes it's not very good good um but yeah i'm finding myself watching i think i said this probably on one of the, youtube is just like the king right now for netflix and hulu for what they have right now are not pumping out quality content for a pandemic time we- it's taking too long the shows aren't good like all of this stuff is like where is this like capitalize on people being home thing like we're talking about with sports with netflix i'm not getting it anywhere because like you have series created they're saying coming next week no Make them come now. What are we waiting for? We're in a goddamn pandemic and everyone's home. You're going to make me wait two weeks for a new season of a show that you already have produced? Look at The Last Dance.
0: I mean, The Last Dance was not supposed to come out. And now this Michael Jordan documentary is suddenly the most important piece of content in the last two months in terms of people watching it and the ratings for ESPN. It's been huge. Yeah. This was already produced. This yep. was not supposed they to be out by now. Ended. Yeah. And they were just like, okay, let's put
2: it out. Yep. Right? Like and it worked. Do you think they start advertising a house of cards season on Netflix without the show being done? No. No, I, I know I what you mean, <laughs> right? right. Because, like so I'm getting con- so YouTube is uh content create, right? Like at least there's people out there creating content if YouTube and or Netflix yeah. and like Hulu and all of them aren't gonna do it on a yeah. timely manner or whatever. So I don't mind watching New shows that have gone to Hulu, like we kinda do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. knife for death. Uh, things that are on TV that have been put <laughs> seasons-wise on the Hulu. Yeah. I would like to still get some new just when I load it up, I want to see like five new movies or yeah. a new TV show release. And they're, I don't get that for these things. In, it's
0: terrible. In their movie concept. So we've been watching at the house, uh, when you've been coming, we've been watching Master Chef, Yes, great season show.
2: three. Great show. Now as good as Knife for Death. I would like to see. A MasterChef Knife for Death crossover. You want to see crossovers th- with all these <laughs> yeah, Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I want Night for Death with uh, more shows if, a, if there's an ability to do that.
0: Um, so, I came up with a list of my top five reality TV shows because we've been watching okay. MasterChef. Uh, and as I wrote the list, and I was talking about it with Kevin later on too, I forgot one of the shows, so I'm going to mention okay. one here. Uh, but I was thinking about the reality show thing first. If you were trying to go on a reality show... You seem more like a survivor guy. Like you'd be, have to go on a show where it's like, you have to. I, I couldn't do these cooking shows. I'm not no, good I'm now. a beefcake on Temptation Island. <laughs> hey, please, that would please. be my number one. Uh, okay, we so need so a
2: beefcake on Temptation Island. I'll, I'll be you, there tomorrow. I'll <laughs> give you my list. Here's my
0: here's my five. Um, and again. Until just 30 seconds ago, when we were talking about it, I did not put Temptation Island on this list. That should be on this list somewhere. I don't know where. It should have been on this list. Number one. And that's actually what happened with almost every sort of weird reality competition show that we've watched. Uh, You come into the house for something, like we're wrestling or whatever... Temptation Island shows up on. Yes. We start watching it and then all of a sudden we're in this happened. Yeah. This happened to Night for Death. Yep. This happened to Forge and Fire. Yep. This is happening now with, with Master, Master Chef. Chef. Yep. Um
2: there's your answer to quarantine content though. Just watch episodic episodic competition, yeah, competition, competition shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's redo the game uh, show bracket with Night for Death in there. So here's here's my
0: list of 5. True. It was so number 5 was a tie between American Ninja Warrior and Night for Death cuz I feel like they're Ooh. essentially the same kind of idea. This is a American Ninja Warrior
2: over. You're, I don't have it over. I haven't. I've it tied. never
0: seen you watch American Ninja Warrior. Not lately. But that that <laughs> show was hot when it was hot. That was a hot show when it was on. Man, people were impressed. The warped wall. Come on, no one could yeah. do that. Uh, number four. Fine. Number four, I put American Idol because I feel like that was early on. That was like Kevin said, the voice is better than American Idol, which I'm sure you will. American also. Got Talent. If that's real, you're 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 an AGT guy. Yeah. That's true. BGT is the best show ever. Britain's got talent. got talent, yeah, yeah, more, you love way more talent. Yeah, you like a yeah, you're a fan of
2: a performance based. Yes, uh, AGT, BGT would be my number one, but not to spoil too uh, far number ahead. Number yeah, there's a million American yeah. Idol types though that you can probably make good arguments. Number for. three, I had Iron
0: Chef. I love Iron Chef. Yeah, I can't beat that. Uh, number two, I had the sort of Gordon Gordon Ramsay trio of uh, Master Chef, Hell's Kitchen, just the Ramsay, Ram- the Ramsay, <laughs> <gamut. Ramsey, laughs> <gamut. laughs> the gamut of Uh But I will say, and Kevin and I talked about it later on too. I think this Master Chef is the right ratio yes. of Ramsey. because when you're watching Hell's Kitchen, depending on who the people are on there, it's are like, they is, better chefs on Hell's Kitchen than Master Chef? Uh, are they better uh, okay, chefs so the, okay, okay, okay. So let me think here. So Kitchen Nightmares, yeah, is when Gordon, he yells at people. Gordon goes to a restaurant, yeah. either in Britain or the U.S. depending on which one you watch, yeah, and fixes your shitty restaurant. Right. I have a crummy restaurant; it's falling apart. Gordon comes in, yells at us. Then fixes our restaurant, yep. and then we see what goes. Drama up. and comedy yeah. and Drama and comedy, wholesome and yep. hilarious. Hell's <laughs> uh, Kitchen, I want to say, is they are professional chefs. They're cooking in or a kitchen yeah, kitchen lives. Or right? cooking in a kitchen. And they're on teams, yep. and the winner gets to be like the head chef at somebody's restaurant. restaurant. Uh Master Chef is amateurs. These are home cooks, which essentially, like someone like us could be on Master Indeed, Chef. Yeah. Although, after watching it, I'm like,
2: nope. I thought I was a good cook. Oh, my God. They hand some of those things out. I'm just, I'm doing the Frank thing. Uh, Pasta?
0: Can I put this in sauce? (laughs) Okay. So, I always assume that my technique on some sort of show like this would be, I know how to make 20 things. Mm Mm-hmm. Whatever you give me as the ingredient. Will be a variation. I will try and put, force my way into one of these 20 things that I can make. Yep. That does not seem like it would work on this show. No, because like be
2: desserts wouldn't work. No desserts. Yeah.
0: Um.
2: The just the <laughs> yeah seafood, seafood to like like for me I wouldn't be able to cook a steak. I'd be out as soon as they put a T bone down. You know what's coming.
0: Now you could cook a steak.
2: I could, but like I wouldn't. I would be so far behind. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I'd be just uh, like going right for elimination. Yeah, the baking, I think, is where I I'd would be lose the guy it. though that wins the challenge. It's like, you really don't eat red meat. You have the best dish today. Right? Yeah. It's like, ha ha, I win the
0: mystery box. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, spectacular. Yeah. We have this spectacular, <laughs> glorious corn. They always do that, too. It's like everything that's on that show generously is like generously donated by Walmart. Walmart, yeah. You can buy this whole <laughs> meal for just $7. Which I, I do appreciate. <laughs> and my number one, and I still think that to this day, this is my favorite reality competition, is Shark Tank. I think Shark Tank You're is. You're a Shark Tank guy. I just think that show—it's the procession of people. It's in and out. It's quick. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. It's a
2: stop on flipping through the channels thing that'll always. Go, yeah, yeah. If yeah. it's
0: on, I'm watching. I'll it. just see I'm what the guy's stopping. got. Yeah. One
2: product Gotta doesn't take it. very long. Yeah.
0: That's um, a good point. That's quick. You can get 20 people on Shark Tank in an people. episode if you want. To I see. also like the uh, I, the one thing I, I will say about Shark Tank that makes me a little frustrated with it, although I understand why they do it. If you go on Shark Tank, even if you don't get a deal with yeah. any of the four people the shark tank makes like five percent of the profits just for of your you pro- because essentially it's free advertising, advertising right yeah. even if your product <laughs> is shit and most of them are shit and you sell some you sell 100 bucks worth. someone will be like oh we were on shark tank, shark tank. Yeah, yeah
2: and you probably have licensing to say you were on shark tank as
0: seen on right. TV type right, of thing, right, right, right right like i was on shark tank it's on
2: your package
0: yeah i think shark tank is the most interesting just because it seems the most out it's not a performance-based show it's not like a skill it's like a marketing show super weird like it's the most out there yeah and it's a wide range
2: of people from a mother who stay at home to a guy who's been a lifetime entrepreneur right you could get anybody who has an idea it could be a total accident and you get like the next millionaire or whatever i think Uh, that's the thing too it's kind of like that game show was like you you could watch a person become the next biggest like corporation right you know it's right have you
0: ever seen any products in the world that are from shark tank I've only seen one that I see in the world really. pretty regularly. I I'm, no. Yeah. So if you go Not to routinely. go to your any grocery store you ever go to and go to the sponge aisle, and in the sponge aisle there's like a sponge. It looks like a face, like a smiling. Yeah. Okay. That, okay that's okay, a Shark yeah, Tank yeah. thing. It's Interesting. Like a fancy sponge that they came up with on Shark Tank. And that's to this day I think it's one of the more a successful uh, inventions from Shark Tank that made it to the yeah, mainstream. It so. cost about a penny to make. Yeah, I don't know what special I forget what's special about it too. My mom has one at the house. I don't it's know why. Probably um, the
2: face scrubs and certain things.
0: There's know. some there's some reasoning for why it's scrubbing a, so, technology. Probably. Yeah, there's <laughs> the light the scrubbing technology. Uh, Justin, before I let you go, uh, I, I noticed you put up today uh, a post about uh, driving movie theaters coming back. We talked about it a little bit on the pod. For the record. I've been talking about this for weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not... I posted something about somebody who was also having the idea, who probably got the idea for me of course. infiltrating my brain and my dreams. Is that how it works? It was my yeah. idea first that somebody... I've been saying this for weeks, <laughs> and now I have to play second fiddle. So. Uh,
0: so you seem to get a lot of responses on that. People seem really interested in the yeah, idea. Yeah, I was
2: telling you the story as I was sitting there, and I was like, man, I want more people to watch these like videos and stuff. I wonder if, like... I just pushed something out there that maybe will drive some engagement. So and I said, "Lo behold, hey, it How about a drive-in? And then all these people is like, you know, I hope they're watching the videos. As if they don't, and we have a drive-in, I'm playing all of the videos
0: <laughs> in a row, and you're gonna have to watch it one way or the other. So, uh, all right, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's call it right there, I guess. Oh, and Temptation Island, number T- zero, number. number Temptation, S- uh,
2: Temptation Island and Britain's Got Talent are two for me. Um, God, if I had to just pick one off the cuff, America's Next Top Model. Adrian Adrian Curry season was fantastic. Mm. I like Tyra Banks sassing the shit out. It's like Gordon. When she comes out there, she'll give it to him. You think that
0: walk is (laughs) top (laughs) stuff? You haven't seen nothing, honey. (laughs) She just lays into him. The only thing I know about America's Top Model is that one time that Tyra was yelling at that lady about how disappointed she was. She's like, I'm disappointed in you! We're all disappointed in you! you, That's all I remember. There is classic Tyra unhinged content there if you're looking for it. It's pretty good.
2: Tyra Banks. You want to hear a, what a, a model time. telling a model she doesn't have the stuff? It's good. <laughs> Remember when Tyra Banks showed up on that episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and we're like, oh my god, it's Tyra. Well, funny thing, she hosted America's Got Talent for one season got the She was not very good. Not enough sass. She should be able to come out there to the people who stink and give them that top, panel, that top model sass. None of us put RuPaul's Drag
0: Race, which is the sassiest of all <laughs> of all reality competition shows. I hear it's amazing. It's a loves car that show. show. It is a car show. <laughs> yeah, it's a drag show. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again, Justin. Uh, I don't know what we'll do next. We'll figure something out. Yep. But uh, All right. Thanks a lot, buddy. to the show, uh, and it has been almost two full months since I have sat down and produced history lessons. Not done them, haven't looked at them, haven't done them, haven't done anything for them. Until today, I finally decided the time had come for me to go back and do some history lessons. So, your two-month hiatus, folks, of history lesson relief is over. We are back to work in the education world. Let's start with some history lessons, shall we? I was very disappointed. <laughs> on this day, 1958, Jerry Lee Lewis drops a bombshell in London. Jerry Lee Lewis is in the United Kingdom, and he's one of the biggest figures of rock and roll in May of 1958. Uh, as he's on tour, uh, based on the success of his huge songs, Whole lot of shaking Going On and Great Balls of Fire, uh, he's met with a problem. Unbeknownst to the British public and the organizers of his coming tour, Jerry Lee Lewis would be traveling to England as a newly married man with his pretty new wife in tow. Uh, however, this new wife's age would become a major problem. Uh, an inquisitive porter, uh, reporter named Paul Tanfield of the Daily Mail unwittingly broke the scandal when he met uh, Jerry's wife, Myra, and asked her her age, to which she said she was 15. Uh, in reality, Mary Gail Lewis was actually 13 years old, a fact that would soon come out along other details such as the fact that she was Jerry Lee Lewis's first cousin. Mm. Gross. Uh, and the pair had been married five months before his divorce with his second wife had been made official. Jerry Lewis tried to set minds at ease in the last point, uh, but even the most skilled public relations expert would not have had, would have had a hard time spinning the unfolding story in Jerry Lee's favor. The press hounded him over the next coming weeks. His first three shows drew meager audiences, and those who did buy tickets showered him with booze and catcalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, theaters threatened to cancel the rest of the dates, and his hotel encouraged him to seek lodging elsewhere. He left the U.K., uh, back home, he would soon face a blacklisting from which his career would never fully recover. What a strange story. What a strange guy, Jerry Lee Lewis. Like, there's a Jerry Lee Lewis movie. Is there not about this? like, Isn't there a Great Balls of Fire movie? I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they talk about this too much in the movie. Like, I think they mention it, but I don't know, man. What a weird, God, it's a strange story, man. And I feel like Jerry Lee Lewis is from a certain time period, like yeah. 19- 1958. Where this isn't really a thing that gets brought
1: up. Nobody journey. can. <laughs> That's no what can. I was telling you. No it's a sickness. Can. It's a sickness these previous generations yeah. hold on to. Oh, it's impolite to talk about the systematic aiding and abetting of the rape of children. So it's impolite to talk about it. So we just don't bring it up. Yeah. It, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's a wild story. I don't know. You'd ask around. You'd have to ask some, of the, some older
0: folks. I just feel like... There is, I don't know when the cutoff is to where we go, it was a different time, but it feels like there's a certain, I I couldn't pinpoint it, but a lot of people will be, oh, men acted a certain way in the 50s or the 40s. Like, when is that cutoff, and when is it okay to be like... It's never okay. It's never okay. It's never okay.
1: But it was a different time. It was a different time isn't a phrase, shouldn't be a phrase used to excuse behavior, but it's just to help understand, hey, if everybody knew this, how come this guy wasn't, you know tarred and feathered and dragged out in the town square. You know what I mean? Just to help explain that part, it doesn't excuse it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's sort of a different story, but I heard earlier this week that uh, someone was criticizing the show. There's like an argument about the show Friends. They are criticizing the show Friends because it was all white people or something, right? Uh Like, it didn't represent... New York City or whatever, and Lisa Kudrow, like, had a comment, she was like, look, like, it's a time capsule of an era, like, I'm not sitting here, like, trying to defend yeah. what we did in, in 1999 or whatever it was, right? But, like, I, there's a fine line between, like, yeah, something is from a certain era, so we have to look at it from a certain era, mm-hmm. and validating terrible behavior because it happened 20 years
1: ago, right? Like,
0: there's, those are two different discussions. Uh, and I don't know. I just think it's it's something we don't... I feel like this isn't the thing that people talk about with Jerry Lee Lewis. I feel like... I sh-
1: people don't talk about Jerry Lee Lewis. No. Well, not anymore, you I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they do, they're either like some... I just... Yeah, let it go. Let him go. Let him go in the annals of history. Great balls of fire. On this yeah, day, yeah. 1980,
0: uh, Mount St. Helens erupts, uh, killing 57 people and devastating some 210 square miles of wilderness in southwestern Washington. Uh, called The Smoking Mountain by Native Americans. It is located in the Cascade Range Mountains and stands 9,680 feet before it erupted. Uh, it started showing issues in March, on March 20th of 1980, but didn't erupt until, uh, until May 18th of 1980. Which I, pretty I, quick. Pretty quick. And I was thinking about this, because what they're saying in the article that I was reading is that a lot of people who lived within sight of Mount St. Helens we're realizing the mountain looked different which has got to be the most like ominous thing we don't live around enough like natural grandeur for me to look at like oh man the the lawn outside looks different today but like man that's got to be a scary moment Mm -hmm. when you wake up and you look out the window you're like huh that mountain looks like it's got a pimple on the side yeah (laughs) like uh really really scary stuff uh Uh, On the morning of May 18th, Mount St. Helens was shaken by an earthquake of about 5.0 magnitude and the entire north side of the summit began to slide down the mountain. A giant landslide of rock and ice, one of the largest recorded in history, was followed and overtaken by an enormous explosion of steam and volcanic gases. Uh, The blast stripped trees of most hill slopes within six miles of the volcano and leveled all vegetation for as far as 12 miles away. Approximately 10 million trees were destroyed by this blast. We've sort of talked about it before. A volcano is not, to me, the scariest like natural disaster. I think like an earthquake or something that's a little more... Um... An earthquake is scarier than a volcano to you. Yeah. Really? Because an earthquake... A volcano is in a central location, right? I don't live near a volcano, necessarily, that I'm aware of, right? An earthquake, I feel like, can happen out of nowhere... At any place, at any time. I know that's not really the case.
1: Yeah, that would be, but, that would be equivalent to saying a volcano can happen anywhere at any time. I don't think it can happen anywhere anytime. time. I don't think a volcano is underneath You're just in an
0: earthquake. It's got in your fault lines, I suppose.
1: Yeah, for an earthquake to be large enough. Here's here's my thing, is the volcano, they've both got the epicenter, but like you're not... You just don't have any of the attendant issues with an earthquake that you have with a volcano. You have to deal with pyroclastic flow, ash coverage, magma spewing, temperatures, outgassing, any what of that kind of, kind of, earthquake of stuff. What
0: are you talking about, though? Like a I'm, I'm, Big as you
1: want. You still don't have See, to I really feel like do an that. earthquake
0: fucks up, like, all your infrastructure in a way that, like... So does a volcano. I don't know, man. A volcano's scarier from a distance.
1: I feel like being in an earthquake... You think it's scarier to be far away from a volcano than near a volcano? Yes. No, 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 no. I mean, be scarier to be closer to a volcano. There. I was gonna I say. Have... Yeah, making... no, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm not no, no. Sure. I'm saying...
0: An earthquake is... If we were sitting here in the living room and our house started shaking and things fell off the wall and the ground broke open, I'd be very upset. If you told me an earthquake was happening, a volcano was happening in Syracuse, I'd be like, wow, that's crazy. Do you
1: but know what I'm saying? Like, I, th- th- those are two entirely different things, though. If awesome. I told you an earthquake was happening in Syracuse... I'd be upset. <laughs> I, I don't that, know. that just seems I, like your thing. I don't like, know, Like, if man. it's not happening like right here, you're like, if an earthquake happened right here, you'd be upset. Yeah, if the Parkway Ski Hill blew its top, I'd be pretty upset about that as this, well. <laughs> I don't know. Something about a volcano
0: seems... I don't know theatrical in a way that, like, an earthquake is not. Like, it seems very awe-inspiring. Oh, that volcano the flame's coming out the smoke. <laughs> Earthquakes, are like, a fucking disaster. Just nightmare. Just everything you own is destroyed.
1: I don't know. I, I can't believe these folks have given you a master's degree out here. I've got a petition to What board. about,
0: uh, can we agree that the tsunami's scarier than both of them?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I yeah. feel like well, that's, that's that, a coastal that, issue. That starts to coming, that starts coming about talking about different levels of volcanic eruption, I suppose. Sure. You know what I mean? Right, um, if we're talking about the super volcano, that's, uh, that's something different. Not even. If you're just talking about like, a large volcano, you know what I mm. mean? Like If you're there like during a large eruption, mm-hmm. you're anywhere like, pretty close to it, that's still probably scarier than a tsunami in some ways. Uh,
0: just a quick follow-up on that Mount St. Helens thing for folks who are curious. Uh, once the eruption subsided, it only took one day, and the next day it essentially ceased. Uh, the volcanic core was completely blasted away and replaced by a horseshoe-shaped crater. The mountain lost nearly 1,700 feet from the mountain, just gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congress made St. Helens a protected research area in, uh, in 1982, and it became active again in 2004, which is kind of mm-hmm. creepy. On March 8th, a 36,000-foot plume of steam and ash was expelled from the mountain, uh, accompanied with a minor earthquake. Uh, a new dome has steadily grown near the top of the peak and small earthquakes are frequent however scientists do not expect a repeat of the 1980 catastrophe anytime soon i mean sure but sure <laughs> who's, who's to she say don't know who's to say i don't know um, on this one on this day 1997 the avian flu kills a young boy in hong kong in uh, in hong kong by the time the outbreak was controlled six people were dead and 1.6 million domestic fowl were destroyed mm. uh the 2005 European deblu, uh, debut of the avian bird flu actually was more de- uh, deadly than the common seasonal flu that kills about 3,600 Americans annually, though. Uh, sparking concerns that the virus went to mutate from between humans. Uh, science estimate that as many as 150 million people could have died in a few months. This was in 2005. I don't feel like I remember much of the discussion about the avian bird flu in that mm-hmm. time. I remember hearing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I only brought this up because this is only you know 20 less than 25 years ago uh and it's just interesting to yeah, see how so we react Two thousand thousand and no, no, oh, Okay, when the first when the first oh, case see, broke out uh and i've been trying to like look up other like outbreaks and pandemics since and i'm trying to find some correlation for how we've reacted compared to
1: other outbreaks and it really does we've never been us society is so different now than it's ever been before different interconnected in a way that there's nothing really you know you can draw some parallels but there's you're not you're not gonna find a one-to-one analog in the history books yeah yeah and I think that's an important aspect of it too even 1918 you know it wasn't the world wasn't what it is today
0: Yeah, and I think that's the important thing that I keep thinking when I read all these stories about, like, sports leagues want to come back, or people want to open up businesses, or people not getting paid for contracting stuff, or whatever it is. It's like, we are in an unprecedented time. There are no, like, there was no, like, infrastructure set up for, like, oh, we're going to close down the country for, like, seven months. Like, we we have a plan in place for that. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, I don't know if that ever existed. You know what I mean? I don't know if we, we ever thought it would exist. Mm-hmm. It feels like we we are in an unprecedented time, and I think that's weird to say when you're in it because it's hard to look at something objectively while it's going on. And it's easier to look back at it when it's already happened.
1: Well, it's also not over. You can't tell exactly. me how the movie
0: was in the first hour. Of the movie. That's
1: correct. Like, yeah, yeah. And tell me what you think of. See, most people, <coughs> most honest people, will tell you that they can't tell you what they think of a show if they've seen two episodes mm-hmm. of the first season. They can't tell you how the season was. Yeah. Uh, 1998, one year after that, on this day, Frank Sinatra
0: was laid to rest. He died of a heart attack at the age of 82. Long before his stature in the world of show business earned him the nickname the Chairman of the Board, which is a great nickname. Uh, He was known as simply The Voice during his career. Saw him go from skinny teen idol to middle-aged playboy. His personality and looks were certainly major factors in his success. They could never fully overshadow his voice uh, I have to admit, I I have a weird connection, weird feelings about Frank Sinatra over the years. I grew up in around a lot of Italians who forced me to listen to Sinatra. I don't love Sinatra music, but his voice is still amazing.
1: Mm.
0: Really, like one of the. As a kid, I did think though, when we were younger and we were playing like the punk band thing, I was like, if I ever wanted to just give up on really trying as a musician, I could just go do lounge music and just get drunk and croon. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I think that's a pretty naive thought like to just be like oh it's easy to do what, like frank sinatra does mm. uh but i think as a kid that's how i sort of viewed it and as i get older i still find his voice very captivating yeah um right from the beginning he was there in the uh there were the truth of things in his voice is how bob dylan put it uh his music had influence on me whether i knew it or not this was a sad day is what he said um i've talked about sinatra ad nauseum sure um I wonder though. I, I guess I have a hard time gauging how famous he really was because his career seemed to go
1: in was like, or is was was. There's almost never been anybody as famous,
0: but I feel like he had like a down period for a while. Like, he was yeah, fam- he died, yeah, he died. At the, yeah, after he had another period of being successful, like he was young teen idol. Then he wasn't doing much for a while. And then he came back around as he got older and changed like the style of stuff. Like he had a second arc, which is pretty interesting. I don't think yeah. a lot of I don't know, tons of people have, like, two, you know, early arcs, but to be successful as that teen young idol singing crooner songs and then to become successful as a second character later in your career that almost overshadows what you did, Mm. that's, like, uh, another level of stuff. Mm. Yeah, but I think you're... I can underappreciate how famous he was now, in hindsight.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's... I mean, he's certainly... Obviously, a lot less people know of him now, but, yeah, at his time, I don't think his... It, it's we be talking about two different things because I don't think his fame ever faded. I think people
0: don't think
1: about him now very often. We're not talking about now, now right? We're right. talking about then. We're talking about during his lifetime. His fame never faded. His the level of stuff he was putting out, the reception to that sure. stuff, the okay. amount of stuff may have went down. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. But every single person who was alive, Frank Sinatra was A plus plus list forever mm-hmm. when he was alive. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think, I, I, have, I think because I had such a weird relationship with it growing up, like singing Frank Sinatra songs with uh, Frank Canistra, like listening to my parents, I kind of wanted to get away from it for a long time. I worked in a lot of Italian restaurants. I think you get sort of, any of that Italian music gets really unfairly maligned if you have ever stuck working in like an Italian restaurant, because you are forced to listen to like Dean Martin and Sinatra and all that shit, constantly, constantly, sure. constantly, and it weighs on you after a while, but like. Even with all of that, I still don't hate it. I don't go back and be like, ah, this is garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's all the, I guess that's all the history lessons I have today. The last one I was going to do was the Egypt Air Flight 804 disappears from 2016, but that's kind of a downer. We've done a lot of downer stuff today. Uh, do you want to do a few lightning round questions before we... Always. A a all right. Always. Um, we were talking about the reality game show competition earlier. I just I did come up with a list of my personal five favorite reality competition shows. Mm. Are you ready to hear them? Always. Number five is a tie. I hate to say it. It's a tie between American Ninja Warrior and Knife for Death, which are essentially the same kind of show. Mm. Some sort of obstacle course that people have to yes, do have that in sort of like facilitate through some physical challenge. Uh, number four is American Idol. I don't watch a lot of American Idol now, but I did really like love the first couple seasons when that was a thing on TV. I was caught up in the I think it's the purest example of like a reality singing competition. Mm, to this I day. Do you prefer the I voice?
1: Disagree. The when you when it's time for a pure singing competition, yeah, just based on the conceit that the judges have no visual representation and it's the purest just it's, your it's voice a really good is point. What you get judged yeah. on. Just the voice. They don't know what you look like before they turn those chairs. Yeah, no, that's fair. Allegedly, I mean, you know, whatever. But yeah, I mean more from like a when I think about the television,
0: like there wasn't much to it. It was like here's a person who's going to sing. Here are these it was, judges. It was first. It was first. It was yeah, first yeah, yeah, is yeah. What,
1: that, what that is, yeah. Uh, All the people on that show are a lot less likable than everybody on the voice as well.
0: Oh, oh you mean like the Simon Cowell? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I liked uh, I liked Paula. <laughs> She's no. like pleasantly hammered the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three was Iron Chef. I don't know if that counts. It's sort of on the fringe. Uh, number two, I had any of the Gordon Ramsay shows. I was struggling to go between Hell's Kitchen or Kitchen Nightmares or this MasterChef. I am kind of liking MasterChef because it's not all Gordon Ramsay all the Master time. MasterChef is the best of the three. It's the it's the best format, I think. For sure. And number one, uh, Shark Tank.
1: Mm. I love Shark Tank.
0: I I I don't know if that is technically
1: a reality competition show. Sure.
0: I find that one really captivating. Mm-hmm.
1: I do think they're a little harsh sometimes on these people who come in, but also some of these people have terrible... Well, that's the world, though. You know what I mean? They're not there to hold their hand. No, right. Stuff's garbage, they're going to tell you. That's the show I feel like I'd be the most stressed out to go on. Yeah. Come up with an
0: idea for Shark Tank and try and pitch it to, like, Mr. Fantastic and uh, and Mark Cuban. Like, no, thank you. It sounds horrifying. Uh, All right. Lightning round questions. These are some of the questions that we uh, found this week. What's something you bring with you, Kevin, everywhere that you go? I mean, the obvious que- answers I would say were like wallet keys. Yeah, wallet yeah. keys, phone
1: is everybody's. I checking mean, carrier. I've
0: been wearing this bracelet for damn near like you I know? can't remember the last time I've taken it off. But that's I don't. At this point in time, I'm not doing it like it's um,
1: wear too. It's not really carry, right? Not really much else. I don't carry a lot of stuff with me. Like, I I used to... I mean, I've always got some cash. I've always probably got some chapstick. You know what I mean? I've always... I used to carry a lighter. a pocket knife, maybe like a lighter, like a tool. You know what, though? Now that I... When I was working in the high school, I couldn't just carry a pocket
0: knife and a lighter on me all the time. I had to stop carrying it with me. Because I used to always have my pocket knife and a lighter with me. And now that... I try not to have either with me. Sure. Especially if I have to go into the work. Because it's just... It's a... Not that they're gonna get in trouble necessarily, all, yeah, yeah. but like, still, it's not. I don't know. I've used it in school by accident, like to open up something. I was like, ah, that's a mistake. I shouldn't be opening
1: up pocket knives in school. <laughs> I wonder because they, they wouldn't say shit to you if you had like a multi tool.
0: I guess
1: like a Swiss Army knife or like a leather like mini knife. A multi tool, yeah.
0: yeah. Not sure. I don't know. It just seems like a, it felt like a bad idea. Huh. Mo- mostly, I'm thinking about it from the idea. Like, God forbid, I took it out of my pocket and i left it somewhere and one of the kids stole it or something. that's more my concern, not sure. like it's dangerous for me to have sure. this knife cuz i'm going to stab myself in the head with it or something, but uh yeah, that's about i don't really tend i don't like to have a lot of stuff on me. I hate having like too much stuff in my pockets. It gives me heartburn actually. Uh all right. This one is a take that i saw on the internet that i felt very angry about. All right, floppy, greasy pizza is trash. Square pizza is amazing because you end up eating twice as much with smaller pieces and feeling like you haven't eaten as much. I can't believe
1: this is an opinion that no one else has. So this
0: guy's arguing
1: that square cut pizza is better than a triangle slice pizza. Uh, Yeah, because first of all, nobody ever said that a triangle had to be floppy or greasy.
0: I think, well, he's just got... (laughs)
1: Yeah, this guy's got hate in his heart for...
0: I actually don't mind... I I like a square pizza. I think it gets a little bit harshly maligned. But, I mean, any given day, I'd always rather take a triangle slice. Because triangle's better. It's yeah. better. You get more yeah. surface
1: area. Yeah, you don't get stuck with, like, weird different sizes, bad pieces of crossed pieces with no crossed It's the consistency. Little... Yeah. Because you you see what happens when
0: people bring that tomato pie over. You're like, okay, everyone's eating all the corner pieces. Now we're stuck with, like, the middle pieces. Sure. Or the other way around, depending yeah, on yeah. what your audience
1: is. No, that person's a fool. Yeah, I... I... It's a bad take. Like, whatever sort of... Then it feels like you ate more, but you didn't, or you didn't, you did Like, okay, I'm sorry if you have to fool yourself some, like, twee little child trick, but, yeah. like, uh, the rest of the adults are just going to eat the pizza they want and exercise the control they want to control. I go. will
0: say, I think a party to cut pizza with squares is a little unfairly maligned. I'm not angry if I get a square-cut pizza.
1: I, I guess I've just never heard anybody be that upset about it. <laughs> yeah, right, So like, well, right. it's unfair they're getting a bad rap. Like, pizza's pizza at the <laughs> end of the day. <laughs> uh... Somewhere
0: along the... Here's the next question for you folks. Somewhere along the line, visors got a bad rap. I think they're pretty useful. It's a hat without a top on it. It's good for your head and circulation. Am I wrong?
1: I mean, I... Bro, if you want to wear a visor, wear a visor.
0: I couldn't do it anymore. No, because you'd look like a goof. I mean, now in the quarantine times, when everyone's hair is wildly long, I think maybe you could get away with it. Just do some real crazy stuff. People are more willing to do wild stuff with their hair and
1: stuff now. Well, you can do whatever you want. Like, that's the trick about wearing stuff is as long as you project the confidence, was... you can literally wear whatever you want.
0: I feel like visors had a minute yeah. in, like, the mid-2000s for, like, a... Early. S- earlier. Nowhere near the mid. Yeah, yeah. When I was right playing out. lacrosse, I definitely had two
1: visors. Yes, yeah, so I was, like,
0: 2001. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A visor. Yeah, late '90s, early 2000s. What would you do if I gave you a visor? How would you? How, how could you wear? I don't even continue know to we... not wear it because my head's too big for any hats that anybody gives me. Don't give me hats. I don't think there's any. This way. Is like a winter hat. I'm just tra- hat. I'm trying to hat. think if there's any any way that I could
0: wear a visor if you gave it to me today that I wouldn't feel like an idiot. You can't wear it backwards. It doesn't do you any benefit.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And if you wear it, maybe you're. Golfing? I really I don't I can't think of a scenario where I would want to have an untopped hat. Yeah. <laughs> like a hat with no where my hair sticks. I don't out. see the reason for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't I can't I can't support it. I, I never liked visors, I can't get into it. Um Alright, and I guess uh I guess
1: that's about okay, I guess we got one question about uh Michael Jordan. If so I was a woman I'd probably be into visors. I guess if you a, got longer hair. Like a ponytail? Something like that, instead Let's of get trying to a hat. hat. Yeah, but those, like, that doesn't really work. Like, those don't look, that's not really where you're trying to be.
0: Nah. Uh, Skip that. I'll skip our, I'll skip this last later on question because I do have two restaurant things I wanted to talk to you about before we closed up today. Uh, One, it's something we've talked about uh, in our private time that I'm seeing happen more in real time. A lot of restaurants I've noticed are reporting that they're having issues uh, getting people to return back to the restaurants, and this is in Maryland, because employers are making employees are making more unemployment than they made while working at the restaurants. Yeah. I mean, there's no other story. We've talked about this before. People are going to start realizing that they're not getting paid enough
1: because yeah, of this. And
0: sure. in Maryland, the story is starting to come out now that a lot of these restaurant owners are struggling to get people to come back yeah. because of how much money they're
1: making. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have been exploiting... Mm-hmm. Um, Tip loopholes to get people to pay your employees for you while you're sitting out there driving a fucking BMW. Yeah, maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know. I don't feel bad for you. And then, I feel bad for some yeah, but not most of you. And then, last but not least, uh, I can't tell if
0: I respect this move or if it makes me angry. Uh, have you seen the thing with Chuck E. Cheese about what they've been doing? Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese changed their name on Grubhub to i'm sorry pasquale's pizza and wings because no one was ordering anything from chuck e cheese during this period kept okay, is them changing their name to pasquale's pizza and wing make you more or less likely to order it's not even chuck- real
1: i'm not even that's not even a real thing well
0: they're trying to say now that this has always been in the works that pasquale's pizza and wings is their attempt
1: to make a more adult style cool menu i think that seems cool it's probably still garbage <laughs> Do you understand the layers of fucking systemic <laughs> institutional failure that have to take place for me to be ordering pizza from Chuck E. Cheese? Not well, only what, is every that's... local place closed, not that's only why am I paying in change, <laughs> but also Domino's is closed, uh, Pizza Hut is closed, yeah, all Little the worst. Caesars is closed, none of the gas stations are making pizza. When's the last time you had a Chuck E. Cheese pizza? Never. Never? No.
0: I took my nephew to Chuck E. Cheese, uh, not that long ago, like yeah. in the last couple of years, and you know I, I knew it was gonna be bad. I'm not, I'm not naive. I didn't walk in there being like, ah, they better give me some good pizza. I knew it was gonna be shit. Sure, it was somehow more shit than I had expected, which I and I had a very low ceiling. I believe that. Also, the games were shitty in there. Mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese is supposed to have games. No, no good. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, all right. Thanks again to Justin, who I think is coming back. I don't know. I talked to him
1: about coming back earlier, but I haven't you seen You may him. have heard him earlier. I maybe you won't. Maybe. Nobody knows. Uh, Kev, thanks
0: a lot. Appreciate you. you know. uh, shout out again to Heather. Shout out to my mom. Sorry for talking about you on the show. We talk about you
1: every week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to We're going to get to the bottom of all of it. Uh, you hear four, me?
0: All of it. Four episodes away from five-year anniversary, folks. So if you have any idea for what you'd like us to do for five years, please, please let me know. Sign our email. Let's keep it tight. Uh, Woodstock lives. Uh, the tape machines are rolling. We are desperately out of time. We will see you next week for another episode of the Unicast. Take care, folks. Be safe out there.